Satnam. Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem Singh. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Seed. Seed makes incredible pants. I love them. I wear them all the time. I'm wearing them right now. They're made from sustainable fabric. They're made from hemp grown in Canada. Uh, they use natural dyes. Um, they're super stylish. I wear them in a kurta to the Gurdwara. I wear them to travel. I wear them at the punk rock shows. I wear them just hanging around the house. You can wear them for just about anything and uh, they look great. They look cool. They look stylish with rock and roll t-shirts. They look stylish with uh, more, you know, hippie kind of style clothes. Whatever it is that you wear, uh, I recommend wearing Seed because they're so versatile. So check them out. I am Seed on uh, Instagram or theseedstore.ca. Our other sponsor is The Minds Dye. Mind, like M-I-N-D-S-D-Y-E. These are beautiful uh, dyed fabrics. Uh, if you've seen photos of me on Instagram rocking these uh, tie-dyed dust stars or, or turbans crowns, um, they are made by Minds Dye, and I'm super uh, grateful to have Minds Dye on board sharing their handmade wares. Uh, amazing stuff. Earthy hand-dyed feel-goods to lift your spirit. You can find them on Etsy.com at Minds Dye, or you can also find them at Minds Dye on Instagram. This week we're talking about being in the presence of holy beings. The name of the episode is In the Presence of Holy Beings. Um, we did a class that really was about working together with Sangit and uh, thought I would share the discourse with you here. Uh, we talk about observing life beyond your story. We talk about the Empress Wu, the only uh, female emperor of China, and uh, the, her rule, the time when she was in rule, this being this really peaceful time, and about her learning about what Zen is. It's a great story. I hope you love it. We talk about the one and all and the all in one. We talk about mirror neurons, something that I love studying and learning about. We talk about spiritual reminders that this is probably not your first time here uh, because you feel drawn to these spiritual teachings. You've probably done this before. Um, we talk about getting out of your mind, you know, getting into your heart. Those are some of the main topics this week. And just before we get to the episode, want to just give a quick shout out or a quick rundown of what is happening with me over the next little bit. Uh, my first book, Merging with the Infinite, is now available online. You can get it on my Instagram. Just click on the link tree. Or if I see you at a festival or workshop or at the Dharma Temple in Calgary or Vancouver, you can pick up a copy of the book there. There. Also, speaking of Dharma Temple Calgary, I will be leading some workshops in the new space. The grand opening is not upon us yet, but the space will be open for workshops, and that's coming up this week. So if you're listening to this, uh, when they come out on Wednesday when we release the episodes, then tomorrow, which is February 27th at 7 p.m., I'll be teaching at Dharma Temple Calgary. And also this Sunday, which is March 1st, I'll be leading a class at 6.30 a.m., which is by donation, and then a workshop at 10 a.m. So the new space is in Kensington. Uh, check it out. It's in the Triangle Building on Ke in Kensington. If you hear this and you're not sure where to go, you can always DM me on Instagram or send me an email at tiagaprem at thedharmatemple.com and ask how to get there. You can also give at thedharmatemple.calgary a follow on Instagram and inquire about how to find the workshop there. I'll also be in Canmore uh, this weekend 
weekend, which is on the Saturday, the 29th of February. Uh, I'll be teaching at 1.30 p.m., um, and that'll be on anxiety and dharma. I'm really looking forward to sharing on this topic in Canmore, so if you're in the Bow Valley, you can check that out. If you're in Vancouver, I have a whole day retreat. It's happening in the Dharma Temple, just one day, March 7th. It's from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. And we're going to really explore what it means to live this Dharma as a lifestyle. Looking forward to sharing that with you all. And then the Equinox. We love to do retreats on Equinox. So no matter where you live, uh, come on out because there's lodging and plant-based food um, and practice with myself and my partner from the 20th to the 22nd of March. And that's on Bowen Island. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful time it's an incredible place there's a thousand year old tree on the property lots of nature beautiful sadhana workshops vegan food good community it's going to be a great time so come out for that you can also check out at the dharma temple on instagram for more information or the dharma temple Dot com. Uh, and then the last thing is, is hope to see you at Satnam Fest. I'll be teaching at Satnam Fest this year in Malibu Canyon. Have an all-day men's course with Guru Singh and Guru Ganesha. And then I'll be teaching with my dear friend Kelby on the Sunday, offering a course called Transmutation, How to Turn Poison into Medicine. So I hope to see you at some of those events. Um, if you want to do full classes and you don't live in Vancouver and you're not able to get to some of those workshops, please go to patreon.com backslash Tiaga Prem Singh and you can join there to get uh, classes, uh, full classes with music, meditations, kriyas, discourse, that's all available there. And you can also sign up to the Dharmic Devotion course, which is a global classroom course, Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific. You can join in the live call, you can ask questions, you can share uh, global sangit, people from all over the world participating in that. And if you're not able to make the calls uh, as a member of the patreon.com, uh, dharmic devotion option then you can re-watch the episodes even if you're not able to come because you know let's face it life is busy or you're on a different time zone and it's difficult to get up in the middle of the night to practice whatever it might be you can re-watch those so that's all available through patreon.com backslash tiaga prem singh so now that we've made it through all of that let's get to it in the presence of holy beings right here on revealing the diamond satnam Anything you'd like to share with the larger group about your conversation about Sangit? Oops, hope that was okay for your ear. Good. This is for uh, her hearing aid, so the mic goes directly. And if she gets sick of me, she can turn it off. <laughs> My wife probably wants one of those. <laughs> we could both get them, just to be fair. Okay, well, uh, it's all right if you don't have anything you want to say about Sangit, but the perfect idea behind Sangit or the company of other beings is that it's one of the easiest ways to uh, experience yoga, oneness with God, or oneness with the great mystery or the intelligence that causes everything to move. And, and I know that sounds pretty uh, 
esoteric and out there, and I like that. But if you wanted to simplify it, you could think about, like, do you have a friend that's really inspiring person? If you go and spend time with them, like you just have a cup of tea or something, you don't really talk about anything at that particular meeting. It's just like a light surface kind of, oh, how's it going? And you come away and you feel elevated. That's it. You know, maybe you came with that friend, you know, or, but that's the idea. And the idea is, is that, that uh, being in the company of those beings, you don't have to do much. You just have to place yourself in their company. And, and you're blessed to have people like that in your life. And then if you have difficult people in your life, um, anybody have that? No. <laughs> uh, I heard this thing from Pema Chodron, you know, the Buddhist teacher. Uh, she said, like, she would be really annoyed by her mother. Many people are very annoyed, not by her mother, but by, by <laughs> that would be a weird thing to claim. Have you heard of Pema Chodron's mother? She's really annoying. Um, but many people are annoyed by their parent. And I heard her say this advice. She said, when she became a little wiser from the practice of meditation, she went to her mother's ha uh, home where she was, uh, staying and she just sat in the background and observed what her mother's life was like all day. She didn't actively participate in anything. She just said, I just want to like hang around and see what your life is like. And she sat there all day and saw the people coming and going and, and she observed all these things about her mother that were annoying when she was engaged and like, why does she have to watch the soap opera so loud and why does she have to do this and why does she when she's involved but when she was looking at it like watching a tv show or something she found it fascinating she said i think that's cool advice you could try it out but sort of like remove yourself from the drama and and then you're going to end up back in the drama sorry to say but that's just the nature of karma but if you keep returning to the company of holy beings, you'll be able to navigate the challenge. That's the idea. I heard about this uh, Empress Wu. She was China's only uh, empress. And she ruled for 20 years. And she was known to be very compassionate. And she was connected to Buddhist uh, practices, meditative practices. And some say her time of rule was the most peaceful and productive and influential time in China's history. Have you heard of her? Funny that you haven't heard of her, right? There's a lot of marketing to support uh, other people and, you know, even I went to see this uh, professor of Sikh musicology recently and she's talked about all of these great musicians through time in, in India and nobody remembers who they are. Nobody cared to write it down because the marketing, so the marketing is not there and we don't know about them. But there's this beautiful story about Empress Wu, and she called the Zen master into her court. His name was Fa Zeng, Zen master, and she said, can you teach me how Zen works? Sounds like a pretty cool question. Can you teach me how Zen works? And so the Zen master said, yes, I can. And this is what the Zen master did. He hung mirrors at all different angles in the room, and then lit a candle in the center of the room and then she looked and she saw the candle shining in all the different mirrors 
And then he's, she said, ah, I think I, I understand. She said, I can see the one in all. And then the Zen master said, but that's incomplete. There's one other part. And he held a little crystal ball that was cut with many angles, like a prism cut with many angles. And he held the crystal ball to the candle flame. And then what did she see in the crystal ball? Many flames, right? So then she saw the all-in one. That's the other side of it. That's how he taught her how Zen works. Pretty clever, right? I, I tried to get some mirrors for class this morning, but they're expensive. <laughs> but the story will do it. And, and there's this concept in uh, science called mirror neurons. I don't know if you've heard of mirror neurons before. But the idea is, is that when your brain uh, sees something, if it's experienced it, the brain will light up even though you're not experiencing it. You're watching somebody else experience it. And this came when a scientist was doing, a, I don't, uh, I'm an animal rights person, so I don't advocate uh, animal testing, but for the sake of the story, we'll illustrate it. So no monkeys were harmed in my telling of this uh, particular story. So it, what happened is, is they were, uh, what they would do is they would feed peanuts to this monkey and they were measuring the brain waves of the monkey eating the peanuts. And then the scientist, this happened accidentally, was later snack, they're watching the brain waves of the monkey doing all kinds of things. And then later on, the uh, scientists went to like grab some of the peanuts to have a snack, and they noticed that the same part of the brain that lit up in the monkey while he was eating the peanuts lit up while he was watching the scientist eat the peanuts. Does that make sense? So there's, that's the mirror neuron. It's this awareness that you're having the same experience even though you're not doing it. So that means that like, if you had some experience with kundalini yoga, you could get somebody else to do your sadhana, and then you could watch them, and you would get the same benefits. I'm, I'm always looking for like a, a sneaky way out of my you know, requirements. <laughs> so if you wouldn't mind just doing my sadhana, and I'll just chill here and watch. I don't think I'll find somebody to do that, but I may do that for my wife. I, that's possible. They also did tests where um, somebody would be tickled with a feather, you know, tickled with a feather, and the person watching that person get tickled with the feather, the brain respond the same way. And it's pretty fascinating stuff. So these are mirror neurons. And, and the reason why I think they're important is because with relationship to sadsangit, is if you spend time in the company of somebody who's very uh, aware and awake, you are mirroring their experience as you spend more time with them. The more attentive the witness is, the greater the response. So you have a little taste of what is available through the practices, and then you spend time in the company of somebody who's having those deep experiences, and your experience is magnified. One of my first yoga teachers, he would say, True spiritual knowledge is transmitted psychically. It's not in the doing and the learning. That's important. But there's something deeper that happens beneath the surface. And this is the idea. 
It's like being in the company of that will light you up. And two lights are brighter than one. Pretty cool, huh? It's like you see the teacher and then you reflect the teacher. And in doing so, reflecting the teacher, you'll see that you've walked this path before. Have you ever been told some spiritual truth and you said this, I hear it all the time, I already know this, but I needed the reminder. That's what it is. And in fact, for you to be able to sit in this room and listen to this, means you've done this before. If you, if you were, had never done this, you couldn't sit here. The frequency wouldn't align. It wouldn't work. It's like uh, my wife, she tries to play Simrit's music for my father-in-law, the devotional singer. And my father-in-law is like, what the hell is this? Turn this shit off. I'm serious. Have you ever heard the music? It's beautiful music. It's not about him, though. It's about a frequency that's happening in his karma, so he can't align himself with it. And if you buy into the drama, which she has from time to time, and say, how could you say that? And then you create more karma. You know, don't cram it down his throat. It's not going to work. The frequency's not there. If you want him to experience the beauty and the devotion of that music, then do something kind for him without being asked and without him needing him to notice. It's not as, you know, fancy, I guess. But that's how you do it. And then it will begin to shift the frequency. And he'll see you do it, and he'll start to do it, and it goes on and on and on. It's mirrored. But the way that you're able to sit in a frequency and vibration may be different than somebody else. So you lead through your presence, not through telling people what to do. Unless you're me, then you're stuck up here telling people what to do. You know, it says in the Tao Te Ching that uh, he who speaks does not know, and he who knows does not speak. And then I, I think about that, and then I have to come up here and teach. <laughs> it basically means I don't know anything. And in a sense, if yoga, the practice of yoga, is to get out of your mind, that's what yoga is for, then the reality is, is that I don't know anything. And thank goodness for that, Elihu. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, it was an incredibly potent session. And I'm so, so, so humbled and grateful uh, for the gurus and for the teachings and for the Sangit, uh, the company uh, of people in our community who love and support me and give me the energy that I need to continue on. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm just feeling really inspired to go out there and do the work. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your participation and your attention. Uh, in supporting this podcast. Lots of love to y'all, and we'll see you soon. Satnam, Wai Guru.